0: Welcome back to Superhero Cinema, the weekly show about superheroes on TV and the movies and in comic books. I'm Michael. I'm Jefferson. And I'm Jonathan. And this is issue number 15 for the beginning of August 2007. Uh, first up, let's start with some emails and uh, some corrections from last week. Uh, we got one email from uh, one of our usual uh, writers, uh, Time Lord, from the site Johnja.net, and he wrote in to ask us about the Green Hornet film. Uh, his question was basically asking if we thought it should even be done, if, if we thought that uh, if Green Hornet is too old and too obscure to have a large enough audience to even warrant a major movie.
1: That's an interesting question I think he's got a point I don't know how much uh, mainstream interest there would be in a Green Hornet movie
0: now yeah, when we talked about it I mean when it initially got announced that that it got uh, picked up for an option and that they were going to actually make the film that was our question I mean you know is is there an audience for a Green Hornet film? um i don't know i mean i think i don't know that there's an audience for green hornet film i think there's an audience for an action adventure you know with a guy in a green mask and and a martial arts sidekick in a black mask uh that's done well and has good actors and is interesting to watch yeah,
2: exactly a- i mean we've got you know the Watchmen coming out and just because it's a comic book movie that not everybody's heard of doesn't mean it can't be a great action movie you know i mean it's it can still be like you say; it could just be a good movie and stand on its own. And
0: if people get that extra layer out of it, then that's even better, you know. Being Green Hornet fans, right? I, I think yeah. The majority of the people going to see it will have no idea that it's a character with a seventy-year history. They'll just be going to see it if if something in the trailer or something about the film or someone told them anything that made it sound interesting.
1: Right, and chances are that it sounds really like they're going to play it as sort of a action comedy, from what we've uh, we've seen about it so far. So that'll uh, that'll I think maybe attract a Probably a wider audience, really. And we'll talk about
0: it in the uh, Comic-Con discussion coming up because uh, there was a panel that uh, did have Seth Rogen, who is the writer slash director slash star. Maybe, maybe not of all or all three of those for the film. He was at Comic-Con with this film Superbad. And uh, so we'll talk about that when we get into the Comic-Con discussion. The uh, next one is uh, from another, uh, not a first-time emailer, <laughs> uh, multiple emailer, uh, Linny G, and uh, she wrote in uh, to ask us about the Dark Knight, about the next Batman film, and uh, she had seen some of the rumors that Killing Murphy was going to be in it again uh, as the Scarecrow again, and she wanted to know if this was just uh, fans speculating or if we uh, heard anything about that. Um, her, her rumor that she kind of quoted was saying that he would be in the film supplying him with the chemicals to make his laughing gas. Um, I've seen some of those same rumors. Uh, there A couple months ago, there had been a, a supposed picture that showed him on the set. Um, it was not clear enough to be able to tell if it was him or him in the scarecrow mask or if it was even him. I know I've kind of expressed my feelings about having villains repeat from one film to the next. I don't think it's necessary, uh, but I think if if it's a cameo, as this kind of suggests, that it's just a tie to the first film, and that he was you know good with chemicals and, and knew how to make you know fear gas. That uh, it would it would make an an intelligent tie to have that be you know him involved in supplying Joker with this
1: gas. Yeah, it's it's hard to say whether it's it's true or not. I mean, this is the first time that Christopher Nolan's ever made a sequel to one of his movies, so there's no. No precedent. There's no uh, no way to tell whether he's the sort of filmmaker who would do that sort of thing. I think it's probably just rumor, but it would be neat if it were true.
0: It if it even neat. were him on the set, it might have just been him visiting the set. Um, but I mean, that's like I said. You know, I, I'm against him appearing as a full cast member. You know, of him being in the film and taking up any of the valuable you know screen time for a character that we've already hadn't covered in the first film. But if it's there just as kind of a throwaway cameo, just kind of a reference to the first film that kind of keeps it all grounded in the same world to say that in this world, this kind of fear toxin has been developed by this other character and it you know it's given to and modified by the Joker in this film, that kind of makes sense to me.
1: Sure. I do know that Killian Murphy did turn down a cameo part in uh, 28 weeks later, the sequel to 28 days later that he starred in. So that's the other question is whether he would be willing or are able to, to do a cameo.
0: I would guess this would have been a bigger check. Yes, I'm sure it would have been. <laughs> and our uh, other email that we have is from uh, Jonathan from SuperheroCinema.com. Oh, wait a second.
3: Oh, that's, hey. That
0: uh, uh, sounds familiar. That's, that's our Jonathan who uh, wanted us to mention that uh, some stamps have come out.
2: Yeah, the good old U.S. Postal Service is uh, keeping up their... They're commemorative stamps, and um, last year they did DC comic characters, and then this year um, they did some Marvel characters. It's A bunch of stamps just came out this past week, and um, who all did they have in there? They had a whole bunch of people. They had Spider-Man, the Hulk, uh, Wolverine, Silver Surfer, but they had not just the mainstream people as well. They had Spider-Woman, sub Sub Submariner. And uh, they did just the thing instead of the whole Fantastic Four as well. And um, I thought about yeah. that. I, I
0: noticed that they looked like they hadn't done the Fantastic Four at all in this, in this individuals. But then I noticed that they did do the thing. I thought the Spider-Woman was an interesting choice because she's not exactly a major character. Although I guess she's back again now in the New Avengers.
1: Yeah, she is a current character. She's getting a lot of – she's got New Avengers and she had her own miniseries last year I think it was. But it's interesting the recognition of, of
0: newer fan favorites like Elektra.
2: Right, which is cool because not only did they show the characters, but also they did um, um, comic book covers from a significant – either their first appearance or a significant issue that they were in for each of these characters.
1: They did the same thing with the, uh, the DC set. Half of them were just portraits of the characters and the other half were reproductions of cover art.
0: And both of them were tied to the opening of Comic-Con. They were released on the first day of Comic-Con each last year and this year.
2: Well, good for them. So, yeah, the man is actually having a nod to superheroes. So it's pretty cool. I got, I got my
0: sheet the other day. Did you? Oh, that's cool.
1: Yeah, for, for those of you who still mail things.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'll be putting those on any letters, those outdated things.
0: <laughs> yeah, just in time for the increase to 41 cents for stamps.
2: Yeah, they're not forever stamps. They're actual, like, yes, normal stamps. So I thought that was pretty cool that they came out with those. Yeah, so maybe next year for Comic-Con, we'll look forward to uh, Image Comic Stamps.
1: Yeah, Dark Horse Stamps. Where's my Dark Horse Stamps. Stamp?
0: Excellent. Maybe a whole line of uh, Todd McFarlane-inspired stamps. Oh, that would be lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, let's see. A correction. Well, not a correction. A, a fill-in from last week. Um, we were left with uh, discussing casting of Ray Stevenson in Punisher 2, which has actually since Comic-Con been confirmed um, that he uh, was going to be the new Punisher. And uh, he was in Rome, and we none of us knew actually what character he played in Rome. He did play Titus Pullo in Rome.
1: That's what I thought. I, I can't see him as Frank Castle, but... But I don't know. Man, that just seems like a weird choice to me. Maybe it's just because Rome's the only thing I've seen him in. So my only image of him in my mind is, is this Roman soldier with a shaved head.
0: Yeah, not having seen him in Rome, that's I have nothing to go on for him.
1: <laughs> he's very sort of – he's got a real working class British accent too, which, which granted good actors can change their accents. So maybe uh, – Maybe he'll try to do it with an American accent. I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's actually interesting. I didn't uh, make any notes on this for Comic-Con, but there was one day where in the day they showed three pilots for upcoming sci-fi shows this year, and all three of them star British female actresses with American accents. So it's kind of a trend this year.
1: Well, yeah, considering and considering our our discussion, I think it was last time or the time before we were talking about the, the proposed... Uh, Sergeant Rock film where the early drafts of it had to have an excuse for Arnold's uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's German accent. And I remember thinking then – I don't think I said anything, but I remember thinking then, well, you know, Arnold, good actors can change their accents if uh, – that shouldn't have really been an issue.
0: Yeah, well – Good actors. And by the way, it's an Austrian accent, <laughs> just so we don't get sued by the governor of California.
2: <laughs> well, how about this? Schwarzenegger plays Schwarzenegger in every film he's in. That,
0: that, that would definitely be accurate, and I don't think that's uh, actionable. <laughs> yes, his alleged lack of acting. And one last thing is a correction. Um, In the discussion last week in Comic-Con, Jonathan kind of mentioned that Saturday sold out. And I kind of jumped over that thinking that he was talking about the story I would seen, which is that the four-day passes had sold out. Well, in fact, the four-day passes had sold out. The Saturday passes sold out. The Friday and the Sunday passes all sold out. So three out of the four days, basically every day but Thursday for Comic-Con this year was sold out. That's a new record.
1: Yeah, that's amazing just to consider that a convention would sell out because it's not like a movie where you have X number of seats. It's a convention where you kind of count on a certain number of people being sitting in seats and a certain number walking around and the fact that they were filled to the the convention hall's capacity. Right, right. that's
0: the thing. There is a maximum because of just
1: fire codes. It's just mind-blowing to think that they could possibly fill that.
0: Yeah, so so next year if we do go and anyone out there, if you're going to go, get your tickets online early. Yeah. aren't they selling them already now for next year they probably are and they probably they probably start as soon as the last one ends yeah so, i'm going
1: going next year i decided just like i decide every year i'm, I'm going next year <laughs> I Me mean, this time though so since
0: we didn't go this year that's a good segue to go ahead and get started with our comic-con discussion Okay, let's get started with our discussion on Comic-Con. I'm going to do the format a little bit differently. Uh, normally, Jonathan and Jefferson have gotten notes about what we're going to talk about the topics. And this time, I thought we'd go a little bit more uh, free flow. Um, I have a couple of jotted down notes, but we may or may not use them. Uh, I know all three of us kind of been following the stories online and normally I try to keep out uh, clicks and paper shuffling or anything like that. But this time that that will be fully allowed. If you guys want to, you know, pull up your stories on on the web and refer to that, uh, I'll probably be doing that as well. So, so a little bit different this time.
2: Well, I have a mind like a steel trap, so no worries.
0: <laughs> we'll uh, we'll listen for a uh, slamming shut. Oh dang! I was,
1: I was going over. I started going over news reports on uh, Friday as they started coming. And I was even then already starting to get overwhelmed. There was so much. Yeah, that's the
0: thing for me to have tried to like make a list of all the stories to cover. There's just no way. So we'll kind of see what we come up with. You know, if we if we miss some, we'll go over them at some other point. So, let's start off, uh, I'll throw out there, Thursday's Paramount panel, which was not supposed to have anything about Iron Man, um, (laughs) went ahead and started off with some Iron Man. They actually did have uh, John Favreau show up first on screen, Uh, he supposedly was going to introduce the footage for Iron Man, and then they proceeded to show animated stuff from the 1960s TV series of Iron Man, uh, freaking the whole audience out and, and then uh, all of a sudden they, they stopped that and then John Favre walked out he actually was there uh, a lot of people will, will show up at Comic Con either through satellite or pre-recorded footage that they'll show you know, in case they can't get people so they kind of faked people out and made them think that uh, he wasn't actually there and then he showed up and he actually showed up with a video camera uh, because he said they were about to show some footage and uh, he said you know, I, you know, before you guys get a chance to go ahead and put this up on uh, the web and cell phone footage I'm going to videotape you first (laughs) which i thought was uh, a little bit cute because that's (laughs) that definitely happens um he then proceeded to actually show the iron man footage which blew everyone away um i've not gotten to see it it was actually uploaded to cell phone footage on youtube and within a couple hours before i had a chance to actually watch it uh paramount slammed down on that and made youtube take it off but uh, it was much more extensive than anyone thought it was not a trailer it was actually several minutes of footage it was whole scenes. Um, and, you know, just to kind of describe it, I mean, you see uh, Tony Stark uh, actually walking around talking to soldiers, giving them a speech about weapons and what it means to make weapons and what weapons mean. And then you actually see scenes of him uh, waking up and finding uh, the Iron Man, the, the chest piece implanted in his chest and asking someone who we don't see on screen, you know, what have you done to me? And then I actually see him. Uh, In the gray armor, actually getting attacked by soldiers and soldiers shooting him and the bullets bouncing off the armor and actually using his repulsor rays. Uh, see him flying around in, in uh, the gray suit and in the red suit.
1: Yeah, as I understand it, they've done they've tried to do as much as possible with uh, physical effects and physical costuming. So they're, the CG they're doing is, well, minimal by today's standards. I'm sure it's still a ton of shots. But... And
0: that's why they were able to turn around and show so much at Comic-Con is so much of it was done in the camera. They didn't And they're not doing CGI or special effects after the fact. Yeah, I'm sure they'll a do a little stuff. cleanup. They'll, you know, oh, yeah, there'll be some stuff in there. But that's why they're able to show so much good-looking footage at Comic-Con.
1: And as I understand it, they're actually finished with principal photography. Yep, Yep. they have finished
0: shooting. They stopped a couple weeks ago, like two weeks ago.
1: It's just effects and stuff. But yeah, I would like to have seen that. I I think I will wait until... Some Paramount puts up something official. I don't. I don't see blurry. Cameras, <laughs> I When I so see sh- it. I want it to be sharp and good looking. I spent a lot of my weekend watching blurry cell phone footage. No, I mean I, I followed a lot of written news about the con, but I didn't look at too much. The only video I looked at actually was on the uh, Indiana Jones site because they had done a one the satellite thing like you were talking about. Steven Spielberg had done a satellite greeting for the convention. And they put that up on the official Indiana Jones site, so I watched that. But that's the only video.
0: Yeah, they did some ex- the same panel. They did some extensive stuff on Indiana Jones, and then they actually talked about the upcoming Star Trek film.
1: I know they announced. The only thing I've heard is they've, they've announced one cast member. Yep, so and far, that's
0: right? that's what I was about to cover. Is is why why it's we're covering it on this show, uh, even though we're not Star Trek related. But it's a tie to the series Hero. The uh, actor who plays Siler on Heroes, Zachary Quinto, has been announced as the new young version of Spock in the new Star Trek film.
2: And that's cool because he looks a lot like him too. I mean I could yeah. definitely see him being the calm, cool, logical one.
0: Yep. He was actually introduced by Leonard Nimoy who was there at the panel. And they had both Spocks side by side. There's actually some cool pictures from that.
1: I just uh, I think that's great, but I, I can't see – I just can't imagine who who they can recast for for Kirk. I, I can't I can't imagine any sort of young Shatner out there anywhere.
0: <laughs> what a scary thought.
1: I know exactly. <laughs> I just can't picture it. But
0: maybe that's a good thing. So in the evening on Thursday, they did show uh, Superman Doomsday, uh, like we had said last week that they were going to. Um, that's the animated film uh, Superman coming out in September. And it got, uh, obviously, thunderous applause and, and uh, excited people watching it. Uh, they also had uh, the writers and uh, several of the actors doing a panel afterwards. And one of the things that they did show as a surprise uh, that we didn't know they were going to do is they actually had a trailer prepared and some footage from the next one, Justice League New Frontier.
1: Yeah, I would like to have seen that. I'm actually more interested in that than in uh, Superman Day.
0: Yeah, I've been reading the reviews, and it's interesting how how radically they've changed the story, and it's, that it's most of the reviews say it's 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 mostly a Lois Lane story, <laughs> you know, which which could be very good. I mean, that basically you've got this big battle scene at the beginning, this big battle scene at the end, and in the middle it's basically Lois Lane's story while Superman is
1: dead. Right. Well, there, I mean, there's no way that they could do the whole story as it was presented in the comic books. I mean, that was that took place over almost two years of, of four different Superman titles. So you're talking about, you know, well over 100 comic books and there's no way they could pack all that into one movie. So I know they, they trimmed out giant. Basically, most of the the story that involved other DC characters is where they, they cut it. They focused it down onto, onto Superman and Lois from what I read. And I think that's fine. I think that's more appropriate for a movie. I think when you throw in all these little extra irrelevant details, I mean, that's fine in comics when you have time to stop and pause and read it. But in a film, that kind of stuff can be really distracting and, and confusing. So I think it's probably just as well. I'll be looking yeah. forward to seeing what they did cut and, and you know how they justify it all dramatically. But but I, I don't have a problem with them trimming huge chunks out of that story.
0: Sure. I mean it was a given that they were going to have to do that.
1: So uh, <laughs>
0: on Friday well actually this is still on Thursday uh, prior to Warner Brothers even having their panel, prior to any discussions about the Dark Knight uh, a new viral website for the Dark Knight, they seem to be getting really good at these and, and really having this as part of the campaign for the film, a new viral website, why so uh, suddenly appeared on Thursday and it's an all Joker kind of site. It actually was a recruiting message to tell people to go to a specific uh, set of coordinates on the map to uh, get to their uh, recruitment information and um it was basically Joker recruiting a gang. And when people actually went to that location, which was in San Diego, near the convention center, uh, this whole live event happened where people who showed up at the site actually saw Batman and Robin run by, and they had to follow them, and then they actually got picked up uh, by a van and put into a costume, or put into at least makeup or a mask, a Joker mask. And it was this whole kind of physical experience where you're kind of in a Batman adventure where you're, chasing or being chased by batman because you were part of joker's gang and then at the end of it all it pointed people back to the website uh with a special code or something that let them get in and when they actually got there what you got was the full-on high definition version of the teaser trailer for the dark knight
1: all right and before you all get too excited that has already been taken down right it's uh, already now been replaced by another site site. yeah Yeah, it's replaced by rentaclown.com it redirects you to that, and you go to that site, and it's 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 really neat, actually. It's made to look like a crappy, cheesy little – made to look like a local site that you might go to rent a clown for a kid's party. And uh, it's got – it's filled with pictures of everybody who participated in the event at the concon con They took pictures of everybody's face in their white and red makeup and – you can you, there's seven pages and probably about a hundred pictures per page of just people who participated. I've yeah, it's very
0: neat. World. I don't know that I've seen anything like this. I mean, it's it's you know taking the viral website concept and now meshing it with um, what, what do they call it when they when people you know show up for supposedly a spontaneous event that's been organized on the web and it's it's they make it a happening in the real world where things like you know where everyone on an escalator all of a sudden throws stuff at each other at a predetermined time.
1: Yeah, I think uh, whatever. Uh, uh, marketing company they hired to, to put all this together is doing a brilliant job. I think really really uh, marketing like like nobody's ever really seen before. And the interesting thing is they left it at that. I mean, they're
0: as far as I can tell, I kind of looked and I didn't see that Warner Brothers really even talked about the Dark Knight at their panel. There there really wasn't much to I don't know that uh, Christopher Nolan was not there. None of the actors were there. They didn't really do a Dark Knight presentation. They let this viral campaign stand on its own.
1: And that, that, it may be that they're sort of, ex- maybe they're experimenting with it. Maybe they're, they're experimenting with the idea of of using this as a marketing tool and seeing how much of their traditional marketing they can replace.
0: Yeah, because instead of having to pay to send the actors and the director, you know, who are busy actually making a movie, you know, right? They, that's probably they did this campaign, you know, where they were yeah. able to hire the people, hire the actors and stuff, you know, to just do this live event.
1: But I mean, that may feed into it too. They are deep into shooting Dark Knight. They don't have time probably to take a break and come to the convention. If they were closer to being finished or if they were already done, it may be. They would have had more of a presence and more of a presentation there. But this is a great substitute since they, they didn't have anything available, anything traditional. It definitely probably stuck in people's minds a lot more.
2: Yeah, I mean, when you do things like this, you don't get the quite the mass media attention that you would if you had a panel or if you had a trailer or if you had some sort of big announcement like that. So, yeah, this is definitely aimed – more at pleasing the fans which they definitely did for all the people who showed up and played along and for right. people like us who are talking about it
0: and passing on you know what it is they're doing yeah i don't know that they achieved the same thing that they would have had if they had had an event for the media but they achieved you know just about as much buzz
1: i think yeah if not more i think people will be talking about what they're doing a lot more than you know you put up a traditional marketing website how many people are really going to talk and speculate about that but you do all this weird website stuff that they've been doing for For Dark Knight, it gets people talking and it keeps the movie at the forefront of everybody's mind. And it keeps it pretty
2: mysterious, too. I mean, you don't really know exactly what the plot is or exactly what's going on, but this exactly. way you're still engaged.
1: And, that, and that's what I think so great about it, is they're able to do all of this. I mean, this is a really elaborate marketing plan, but it really hasn't given away any details of the movie. I still couldn't tell you what the plot of the movie is.
0: Right, and they still have not actually shown any live-action footage of Heath Ledger as the Joker, which kind of leads me to believe the back when they had that previous viral site that said, see you in December, kind of leads me to believe that we're in no way going to see any live footage of him until a december trailer
1: yeah if then although yeah there's there's been a cut there's a couple of blurry photos out there and that's about it yeah
0: you've seen still pictures but but no motion i mean when we were talking about you know what my prediction was for the teaser last week i was almost exactly correct except they did a little bit less i mean i suggested that you know my thought was that it was just going to be the logo and some voiceover, and that's exactly what the teaser was. The teaser was just the logo and a voiceover, and I thought they would show Heath Ledger. They didn't. You heard him, but you don't see him at all. You see a Joker playing card fly towards the screen coming from the logo, but no live-action footage at all.
1: I think that's smarter because that's going to be one of the big reveals. That's the big going to be one of the big surprises. Is what exactly does he look like? What's his characterization going to be? So the longer they put off showing him to us, the better I think. I mean, I did like
0: that. You started getting some sense of his character and who he is in the trailer. I mean, that in the teaser, just from the voiceover from Michael Caine, and then then the little tidbit that you hear from Heath Ledger. I mean, you, you're you're basically told that this guy is going to be the psychotic off the deep end doesn't care if the whole world burns joker you know this is not going to be a fun little clown
1: right and that's what's so nice about the position that they're in making the dark knight is that there's been so much batman material already made and they've, there's already been a fairly recent movie with a, a much more traditional joker in it even so they can really they don't have to really do it the way it's supposed to be done they can they can take risks and, and play the character differently and i think it's great that they they feel like they have the freedom to do that, and I think it will make for a much more uh, interesting movie. You know, they're not just going to do the, the standard character that we've seen in the comics a million times.
0: So let's move on to Friday. Uh, on Friday, there were two presentations in the morning that uh, showed animated series. Actually, a, a couple of these are all about animated series. Um, the Sony showed the first – footage from the spectacular spider-man animated that's uh coming up i believe in the fall um see i actually had forgotten that it was coming up in the fall because i was surprised at how much they had um they had a full like five six minutes um i watched it as cell phone footage on youtube um but it showed him in action. Showed all the villains. Uh, showed him moving around a lot. It was it was very good action. I, I really liked the style of the animation. Uh, it was very much a younger. I mean, you could tell immediately that it is intended to be a fifteen or sixteen year old Peter Parker. That he uh, looks very lanky, very very short and skinny. He, it's it's very uh, Ultimate Spider Man kind of in the look in the in the fluidity of his motion. Um, I was excited by it. I th- I thought it looked like a, you know it could be a cool show. 180-degree um, opposite of that would be the Transformers animated that uh, they showed, and uh, it, uh, looked very, very <laughs> it looked very, very anime. It looked very, very Teen Titans animated. Uh, the Transformers, uh, to overuse the word I just used on Spider-Man, very fluid, which I don't think the Transformers should be. <laughs> Spider-Man should be very fluid motion. Transformers should not.
1: Oh, they're, they're robots, right? And isn't, isn't the Teen Titans production house doing the Transformers?
0: Yeah, it's, it's the whole team from Teen Titans Animated. That's why it immediately made me think about that. And definitely of the humans, they look just like the kind of anime-esque uh, work that they did for the Teen Titans. Um, the one interesting thing on it is the, the young boy who's with them all always is – it's always about the Transformers and, and a young boy. Now it's about the Transformers and a young girl, which which is – Kind of a nice difference there.
2: I yeah, I thought that the Spider-Man footage looked pretty cool. I mean, he does act young. He's not, you know, the polished, experienced Spider-Man able to kick everybody's butt and, and you know, be able exactly. to take names.
0: But... Still learning how to do what he's doing, yeah.
2: Exactly. And I, I, I did see the same uh, blurry, at an angle, camera footage and... Uh, that's basically the only way we could see this kind of stuff. And um, I thought that uh, it was interesting the way they teased the bad guys, too. So, like, for example, they would just hint at the Green Goblin by just saying exploding pumpkin bombs. You would just see a, a hint of the Sandman by seeing a sand fist punch, you know, the the wall or something like that. So Yeah, for the Vulture, you saw, cool.
0: you saw the Vulture's shadow flying up the wall straight up uh, across Spider-Man, who, who's stuck to the wall. So it was a good tease. It was definitely a good tease. And, uh, you know, hopefully it will break
2: different ground than previous Spider-Man cartoons.
0: Yeah, I couldn't have felt differently about the two shows. uh, Spectacular Spider-Man got me excited, and Transformers just made me dread the possibility of what they're going to do with it.
2: Well, I'm glad that it's different. I mean, I don't want them to be treading the same ground every time, but I thought it was interesting because I saw in that footage that they had Optimus and RC at the same time. So I guess they they chose a... uh, Post Transformers animated movie generation. There, they want to kind of have as many different options as they can for characters, and it's it looked kind of silly.
0: But I mean, maybe we're just not the the the, the age that they're going for for this show, you know. The things that did get all the cheers, though, at the uh, p- for the people watching that footage was whenever they used showed the voices or you heard the voices, and the voices were the original voices from the animated. That that elicited cheers, especially when when Starscream spoke, and and it was clearly the original voice of Starscream.
2: And that's awesome, because Starscream he's he's one bad dude. But, you know what, it's it's what's imprinted on people's minds are the voices for these characters, more so than almost any cartoon. I mean, you could drop anybody's voice into Spider-Man, but you try that for Transformers, you'll get serious pushback from the fans. Just like in the the last movie, you know, I mean, if you don't have Peter Culkin as uh, as Optimus, people will know and they will talk and talk and, and, and diss it to, no, to the nth
0: degree, so... It's a good thing that they are. So uh, some other animation that was shown that morning, uh, Friday, was a Warner animation showed Legion of Superheroes Season 2. And uh, the big thing is that it's it's essentially a reboot. It's, it is continuing from the previous season, but it's supposed to be about two, three years later. So all the characters are a little bit older. The animation style is, is supposed to be quite different. I haven't actually seen any pictures from it, just read reports. But uh, the big thing is that visually it, it, it will be distinct from the first season, which I think is kind of neat. I mean, you don't often see that in, in an animated series. Them them do that from one season to the next. Um, they'll be introducing a whole lot more Legion characters, obviously. There's, you know, <laughs> dozens of them to choose from. Um, one of my favorites, Karate Kid, will be uh, showing up this
1: year. Is uh, Superman still a uh main character yeah that.
0: yeah it'll still be superman and, and the legion but he'll be you know two three years older than he was before so he'll be you know ideally coming even more into his own as, as superman maybe in more command of his powers
1: i actually didn't watch any of the first season i was planning on picking it up with the second season anyway so this will give me a more incentive to do so now i won't feel like i have to catch up with the first season i'll just jump in well in the first season the
0: whole premise of the 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 kind of background to the story or the rapper to the story is that the first episode begins with them actually the legion of superheroes coming from the 30th century to the 20th century 21st century and actually picking up clark the night before he's leaving for small uh leaving smallville for metropolis to go to college and so it's, it's going to be his first entrance to the new big bad world and uh he's not superman yet he's he has his powers but he doesn't he hasn't decided to do anything really with them yet. And so he goes to the 31st century, learns that he becomes Superman, and spends a whole year with them, basically, you know, being Superman with the Legion. And then at the end of that time, they take him back the, at the exact moment that they took him away. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it already, so they it already sounds better than
1: the last three seasons of Smallville. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here he actually supposedly
0: is going to college.
1: <laughs> yeah, I had to, uh, Get my Smallville dig
0: <laughs> Oh, we'll get to some Smallville. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other one from Warner Animation, uh, also on Saturday mornings, is The Batman. And a big change with that this season is at the end of last season, you know, we know that he was introduced to the Justice League and it, it opened him up into a whole wider world of superheroes. Well, that will be the focus of the whole season. All 13 episodes of this season will be team-ups. Every episode will be him with either one or more of different combinations of other uh dc animated characters that's interesting i mean usually batman doesn't team up with anybody huh it's just going to be the focus of their season they wanted to have this be the team-up season and uh, it's going to start off with him meeting up with superman and uh, they will be using all the pretty much voice actors who have all done this from the previous dc animated universe which is kind of interesting because they haven't done a lot of that a lot of crossover between the two have made any effort to mesh with the the previous stuff at all yeah mostly they said it was a matter of you know they're doing such a quick turnaround time on this show that they didn't really have time to recast those roles they knew that these actors you know could do these roles really well so the the voice of superman is not going to be tim daly who did in the in the superman the animated series it will be george newburn who did superman in justice league but it will still be dana delaney doing lois lane and clancy brown doing lex luthor
1: that'll be nice for clancy brown anyway he uh
0: be good to have him back in that role.
1: He's my favorite Lex Luthor. He, he
0: is the Lex Luthor, uh, so that's just kind of neat that that we'll have that crossover there from from the DC animated universe to the Batman animated universe, for lack
1: of any better term for it.
0: Uh, so as far as I can tell, like I said, there was no Dark Knight presentation. Um, they pretty much you know let it stand on its own. That they had the viral site out.
1: Yeah, and it's not like nobody knows about it.
0: And uh, Friday night, um, they showed the Doctor Strange animated film from Marvel, the direct-to-DVD. Um, the producers, again, were there. I don't know that any of the voice cast was, were there. It's not as, as kind of visible and significant a voice cast as, as it was for Superman Doomsday. Um, the kind of only interesting piece of news out of that was uh, the producer saying, you know, what other characters they're interested in, because this is actually the end of the first run of, of movies that they said they were going to make. They did the two uh, Ultimate Avengers ones. They did Iron Man and now Doctor Strange. Um, the ones that they said that are possible for the future, they're interested in Namor. Um, Gambit's another one that they're interested in. That sounds cool. I mean, he's
2: he's a guy from the X-Men who can really stand on his own but he rarely does i mean wolverine always out out uh, shines him as far as individual x-men getting their
0: own exploits right and i'm sure that they probably their first was they might have wanted to do a wolverine but that might not have been possible for them uh, right because the movie coming out here soon so other information about Marvel, um, at the Marvel booth on the convention floor, they did have a full-size, full-scale Iron Man armor. This is the Mark I armor, the gray armor from the I film. I saw pictures of Yeah, that. it was basically in an action pose. They showed you know, exactly the detailing on what it looks like, and, and it was kind of full-size, and, and people could <laughs> just, uh, no pun intended, Marvel at it.
1: Mm-hmm. I am really looking forward to that movie now, having seen that and... Uh... Having read what I read about uh, the panel, the the Marvel panel, where they talked about the the Iron Man movie. I've never been particularly an Iron Man fan, but I'm really looking forward to the movie. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah,
0: from all reports from the footage and everything, Robert Downey Jr. just really nailed the role. Mm
1: -hmm. That's what I've heard. Everybody did.
0: So also on Saturday, uh, Marvel had their panel, their big, big panel. Um, They had pretty much the entire cast of the Hulk, um, the Incredible Hulk, the director and uh, Ed Norton and Liv Tyler and – Pretty much you know, all the people for that film. Um, Ed Norton talked quite a bit in it. Uh, he basically said that he's written the script, or in this case, rewritten the script. That uh, that was he didn't say it, but I would imagine that that was part of him coming on board, was uh, him doing that. Now he is he is a writer and director on his own. He's uh, written several films, directed a couple.
1: I found that really interesting that he's he's that invested in the project that he's willing to to put time into working on the screenplay in addition to acting in it
0: yeah it tells you something because with him you know he has that creativity and you'd be surprised if you would go on a project without that but you'd also figure okay you've seen other actors bigger you know big actors take roles like this for the paycheck you know where 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 it's something that they can take this big budget film and you know kind of enhance their uh you know visibility but you know and and take the big paycheck and use it to bankroll their other more creative projects but Ed Norton you know takes it and then actually, you know, uses it as another way to be creative and actually chooses to be creative with this role.
2: And, and hopefully a, he uh, knows where he's going with this role, too. I mean, hopefully he did some homework, knows who the Hulk is and his motivations yeah, it like and all the characters, yeah.
0: Yeah, the the coverage from the panel, you know, said him saying that he was a Marvel kid growing up, that he did read uh, the comics. Now, Good for the, him. The, inter- the interesting thing, though, is that uh, pretty much, almost everyone on the panel, and quite a, and mostly Ed Norton, the main thing they referred to was not the first film, was not the comics as their basis, but was the Bill Bixby Incredible Hulk series. Um, that Bill Bixby's name came up a lot,
1: and I think I don't, I don't think that's a bad thing at all. I think that the only thing that TV series really suffered from was was the limitations of of the special effects at the time. It was very well written, as I recall you know it was an interesting twist on the idea you know they, they basically did the fugitive and uh, but it, it was for the time it was extremely well done. they took the material seriously, which, which not very many you know people producing TV and movies at the time would have done
0: and I could think of a lot more terrible ways to go with this than to have it be you know the Incredible Hulk TV series but with the ability and the budget to do special effects that make the Hulk a viable character that may make it could be the Hulk from the comics, but in a story that is you know as grounded in reality as the TV series was.
1: Yeah, and I think that sounds like that's what they're going for. And yeah, I think that's a, that's great. I can't think of a better way to do it. I'm, uh, but that's another one in addition to Iron Man that I'm I'm really looking forward to. I'm a bit more of a Hulk fan, but still not not tremendously so, but. I'm really looking forward to both of these films, just because it sounds like they're going to be excellent movies, regardless of what they're about.
0: Well, and being a Hulk fan and being a comics fan, you'll hopefully be excited to know that uh, there's been another addition to the cast, one that we hadn't heard about before. That Tim Blake Tim Blake Nelson uh, will be playing the. They didn't say the leader, but uh, they said the the real name of the character. I actually didn't write down the real name of the leader, but uh, the character who, who who you know either will become or is becoming in this film the leader.
1: That's interesting. So they're maybe I wonder if maybe they're, they're planning ahead at looking at possible sequel material there. Because it sounded to me like the plot was pretty well locked down with the plot centering on, on the Abomination as the, the main villain.
0: Well, it could be. I mean, we'll talk about Iron Man in a minute, but it sounds like it could be mirroring a similar – kind of way that they're going with the iron man film uh have the uh, the abomination be the main villain of this film in terms of the action and and the actual thrust of this main story but then in the background you have tim blake nelson kind of setting up himself as as the leader either towards the end of this film or in future films
1: sure yeah probably not not unlike what they're maybe doing with uh harvey den and the batman film. right exactly which which is kind of
0: neat that they're doing that that they're thinking future films but they're giving us you know a good first film.
1: Yeah, I like that they're they're treating it as a, as a, as a series rather than as a just a one-off thing. Cuz when you treat it as a one-off thing, I, I think a lot of times people try to pack they try to pack too much stuff from from the comic into the movie cuz they think, "Oh, this is going to be the only movie. We're never going to get to make another one. We have to put everything in there." But if they look at it, if they look ahead and look at the pos- the likelihood that they'll make enough money to at least get a sequel, I mean, especially now if, if Fantastic 4 got a sequel, anything can get a sequel. <laughs> right. <laughs> So I think they're probably looking at that, and they're they're rather than being short sighted, they're thinking creatively about well, what since since it's almost inevitable that we'll get a sequel, how can we make enrich that? You know, how can we make that that better? How can we make this this work as a series of films rather than just as a single single cash grab?
2: Yeah, because hopefully they've at least learned from Spider-Man Three. Don't try to pack too much into one movie. You know, just let it right.
0: be simple, straightforward, and stand on its own. And uh, at the panel uh, from Marvel, uh, Stan Lee was of course there, <laughs> uh, kind of a, kind of ubiquitous at this point. Um, and he, uh, it was revealed that he was going to have a cameo in Iron Man. Of course, he was. It's kind of no, mandatory. Not
2: again. <laughs> I
1: don't know if that's much of a feel,
0: really. I, yeah, it's it's pretty much mandatory at this point. It uh, would
1: be news if he wasn't going to have a cameo. Yeah,
0: it, it would be interesting since this is the first Marvel Studios actual produced film is Iron Man. So you know that they are continuing the the tradition
1: of Stanley having a cameo.
2: Yeah, the Stanley's cameo is always like saving some kid or being saved
1: or. Yeah, the the less he talks, the moment, better. Though his his cameo in, in Fantastic Four Two was was pretty lousy. He it was. T- too jokey. Yeah, the one in Fantastic Four Two was lousy.
0: I thought the one in Fantastic Four, the first one, was great. I thought it was it was perfect to have in his Willy Lumpkin because if you if you were a fan of the books and you knew the Willy Lumpkin character, he was a real character of the Fantastic Four's postman who who goes back all the way to the original comics in the sixties. He he was an ongoing character and. He pretty much looked like Stanley looks now, so you know Stanley at the time when when he and Jack Kirby created Willy Lumpkin back in like '64, '65. You know, made him look like a really old man with a big bushy white mustache, and now that is Stanley. There we go. He's looking into the future. So they did show the Iron Man footage again to more hoops and hollering and <laughs> cheering and thunderous applause. Um, I would really like to see that footage. I, I know it's it's been banned by Paramount now.
1: It'll change, you know. Once the ad, the completed film comes out, that that's when the, the fans turn on you if you're a filmmaker. But yeah, I mean in the, in the room surrounded by 10,000 other fans, of course you're going to cheer and, and hoop and holler.
0: Later on in the day on Saturday, there was the huge heroes panel and it was huge. They had the entire cast, I mean the entire, you know, everyone who was credited in the in, in the series, every ongoing recurring character was was there on that panel. Uh, all the producers, all of the writers, all of the directors were all there. They basically said it was a thank you to the Comic-Con audience because it was their presentation of the pilot of Comic-Con the year earlier that had really you know, made the show, that had really put the word out there and got people excited and interested in the show, and they wanted to thank the audience at Comic-Con by uh, bringing in all of those people. Um, they also brought in a surprise guest who uh, no one was expecting, who was Kevin Smith, um, Ke- because Kevin Smith is going to be writing and directing the first episode of the spin off series, Heroes Origins. Uh, which they did confirm is going to start in April. Um, the six-episode six series, that is each one standalone and each one focusing on a, an original character, um, will be after the show is completed in uh, April.
1: So Kevin Smith's episode will be about foul-mouthed convenience store man, or uh... actually his suggestion
0: in the panel was that uh, he wanted to do an episode about gay heroes, um, just because he figured uh, this was his statement. Um, if you can show a cheerleader having an autopsy, then why can't we have two heroes uh, making out? But <laughs> he uh, he actually was not saying that as, as what his real storyline was. He was just trying to get a rise out of the audience, but uh, he could. He he actually both he and one of the questioners, one of the during the question and answer session, made comments about Heroinando and being the most uh, feminine of the hero's characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he could do it. He did
2: Chasing Amy. Why not, right?
0: The one thing I thought was really interesting is uh, Danny Bonaducci from the... Uh, oh, yes, from the Partridge Family. Partridge Family, family yes. you kidding me. No, 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 he's not on the show. He was at the panel. He actually got up to the microphone and asked a question. <laughs> what <laughs> he was doing at a panel at Comic-Con, I have no idea <laughs> that's, but he, that's awesome. interesting he How was, do you think in, about he was it? in the audience and he came up and asked a question but yeah they talked about the upcoming season i mean there weren't a lot of details i mean not really anything we didn't know um you know all the characters are returning obviously you know all of them were there
1: they, including um siler which i found interesting that he's he's doing all the publicity for the dvd which leads into the publicity for season two so which I, means yeah. that
2: uh he's just like jason he never dies yeah.
1: and they both the, both the petrelli
0: boys are back
2: right yeah i noticed that too is anybody not coming back did they all survive not, not
1: that i know of uh, HR- what G i found interesting back. too is uh, i forget his name but the actor who plays isaac was there at the at the uh, panel, and he's been involved in all the publicity as well, and he's very clearly has had his brain scooped out. Yeah, he's definitely dead. I mean, I've, I've seen interviews or
0: read interviews with the producers where they say he is—he is definitely dead. But that doesn't mean he can't come back visually in some
1: fashion, right? Yeah, is that sort of flashback there. That doesn't mean the actor can't be involved in the series. Sure.
0: Uh, they did announce from the comic side of things that DC Comics will be publishing all the online novels as a graphic novel in the fall.
1: Yeah, I did read about that. And I guess they're going to be doing uh, more, too. They're going to produce more material. So uh, that'll be fun. That's exciting, yeah, because
0: I know at one point when they got into the first – 12 or 13 or so, I'd actually been printing them all out in glossy color and trying to turn them into a comic book because uh, my wife hadn't had a chance to read them and she's just as excited about the show as I am and trying try to turn them into a graphic novel that she could read and it was such a
3: pain. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because
2: they not easy to read online.
0: Yeah, so I'm very excited to have them collected and be able to sure. purchase. So,
1: so my, I don't like reading stuff on the screen particularly and I'm not willing to go to the trouble of printing them all out so that's good news for me too. I'll certainly pick that up when it comes out.
2: I think we will get a wider audience that way too yeah definitely
1: so later on Saturday or Saturday night they had the Smallville
0: panel Um, there were a couple things there they had a good portion of the cast Um, they didn't have Tom Welling they didn't have uh, yeah Michael Rosenbaum uh, they said that he was he had just had back surgery and he wasn't able to be there Um, but they did have um, you know a large uh, portion of the cast they had Lois Lane there um, they had the producers there. They had the writers there. Looks looked
1: like they had Supergirl and Green Arrow yep,
0: there. Yep. That, that was a big thing was they had the Supergirl there uh, who we you know, talked about last week. Um, they announced that Dean Cain will be appearing on the show this season as a villain. Um, they announced that there will be... Uh, uh, Justin Hartley will be back as Green Arrow, and he actually was at the panel. Um, he'll be back for a couple episodes in the middle of the season. And uh, that he will have you know more of the Justice League, both new and old. So some of the ones that we've already seen, and possibly some new characters we haven't seen yet. Which is exciting. Unfortunately, um, they said uh, that, once again, it's the most biggest uh, request for the show is that there will be no Bruce Wayne <laughs> that they still that they still are not able to use that character they ask every single year and every single year they're told by DC that no they can't use Bruce Wayne um but they will have more Justice League characters. Um, the other thing that they said is they ask every single year is they want Wonder Woman, and they're still hoping again that they can get Wonder Woman this year.
1: Right. Yeah, they're. Uh, I don't think they're going to get either one of those, but there's plenty of other superheroes in the sea for them to fish up and use. It sounds, too, like uh, Martha Kent is out, so it doesn't sound like he's... End She might appear in one or two. Yeah, I didn't like actually
0: cover that at the end of last season. I'd meant to um, when we were talking about you know who was leaving the show and who was dying. You know, as far as we know, none of the people that have actually that supposedly died in that final episode are actually off the show. Although they haven't actually shown anything of, of Lana actually being on the show.
1: Yeah, they, and they, they, he was. I read the uh, the interview with him from the Comic Con, and he was the producer of the show. He was a little cagey about her coming back too. He kind of sidestepped the question.
0: But, I mean, we've, we've already heard references to Chloe and what she might be doing, so we, we, so we can pretty much figure uh, – uh, we, know, we know that uh, Lionel will be back in some capacity, so he hasn't died. But the one thing that was definite at the end of last season that I didn't cover was that, yeah, uh, uh, Martha is, is off the show. Um, she's not returning this year. She may come in as a guest star periodically, but she is no longer a regular on the series, which, which is basically makes sense. They're at that point where you know his life is not at home on the farm in Smallville anymore. Yeah, she's now off in Washington D.C. as a senator. So uh, let's let's uh, go straight on to one that I've sidestepped, which is the Watchmen panel. Um, there was, of course, a big Watchmen panel. They did uh, announce the cast, and it was in no way a shock because uh, it had basically been leaked previously, and uh, we would covered it last week on who we. It read that was going to be in the film And every casting you know that we had on it Was correct Yeah uh, we called it Yep. Yeah, Silk Spectre, Rorschach, Night Owl, Dr. Manhattan Ozymandias were all exactly who we said they were Now the one that we didn't have at the time And was announced was uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan Will be the comedian um, He's uh, best known right now From a stint of 13 episodes on Grey's Anatomy uh, He also did uh, Half a season of the show Supernatural So he's uh, definitely known To uh, genre audiences And uh, he will be the comedian. So there's no big-name actor in the whole cast. Um, no. No
2: A-listers.
1: Nothing but a good sign.
0: (laughs) Yep, no big-name actors. Um... Let's see. For Watchmen, uh, this actually came out before Comic-Con, and we just didn't have time to cover it last week. Uh, the, we did have some more information about casting for Watchmen for parts that are being cast. So this is beyond the main cast, but kind of lets us know that they are going to you know have some of the, the smaller parts that we would hope for to see in the film. They are casting actresses for. Um, one is Sally, who uh, will be uh, uh, I guess Laurie Jupiter's mother, uh, Sally Jupiter. She's the original Silk Spectre, and uh, so they are looking for someone to play her, and uh, they are casting for Moloch slash uh, real name Edu- Edgar Jacoby, um, and you know, they are looking for someone in their mid to late 60s, so we will be a, the withered old former supervillain of the uh, super yeah, characters in there. Um, big figure, the uh, little person supervillain uh, with silver hair combed neatly back and a big cigar in his mouth. Uh, big figure has a score to settle with superhero Rorschach, and he bides his time, waiting for a chance to see him die by inches. So, so they are casting. You know, for that—that's a pivotal one to, for me because that's such a good Rorschach scene in there. Is yeah, uh, his, his, both his, actually. His I mean, big this, figure. Yeah, it
1: sounds like the scene they're casting Moloch for is the scene. What's well, a pivotal scene in yeah. the graphic <laughs> novel? <or laughs> Let's leave yeah. <laughs> yeah. well, it at that. Yeah, Moloch basically explains the plot at that point. So it's so just I, exciting
0: I, I, that those parts are
1: being cast. It's interesting that the uh the teaser poster shows uh very clearly artwork from the comic or if it was new artwork it was done by the same artist. It, it was right? new
0: artwork produced by yeah. the artist. Yep. Yep.
1: He, by he did, Dave
0: he, yep, Dave Gibbons did this specifically for it.
1: That gives me some some hope too. I, if if he's at least going to be at least even peripherally involved in the film that that can't hurt since he's so – I mean his artwork is so important to the the way the book looks.
0: Yeah, they obviously don't have Alan Moore's endorsement because he doesn't do that. But they do have Dave, no. Gibbons. <laughs> right. do have Dave Gibbons' endorsement, yeah.
1: Which is in, in the end almost more important because, I mean, Alan Moore, I don't know how much more he would have to contribute. He's already written the story, so – but Dave Gibbons can – can contribute visual ideas.
0: They make a point in every press release about
1: the film in
0: pointing out that uh, Watchmen not only won the Hugo Award, it's the only graphic novel to win the prestigious Hugo Award, and it's the only comic book or graphic novel to be named among Time Magazine's 100 Best English Language Novels from 1923 to the present. Um, so uh, Zack Snyder is who was there. Um, he pretty much just showed the poster. They did announce the, the uh, website is is active now. Um, They announced the date for release. Um, The website's watchmanmovie.com, which you can
2: see the poster and the casting, synopsis, all the stuff we're talking about, yeah.
0: He said specifically that he wanted to cast real actors, not get a cast for marketing, uh, just like 300. Uh, He said he casted younger – we were talking about this last week. He cast younger actors because there's a lot of flashbacks and he didn't want to hire two actors for the parts. Instead, he got actors in the middle to age them up and down depending on what's happening. Dr. Manhattan will be a full 3D CG performance capture of Billy Crudup as as John Osterman actually – obviously he's going to actually be regular. (laughs) He's going to be live action. Uh, They're not going to do Crudup in blue paint.
1: That's probably wise. Thank goodness for that. (laughs) Yes. I don't think anybody needs to see that.
0: Yeah, the quote from him is, uh, "They'll have to do it CGI to make him glow and to have him grow." Patrick Wilson as Night Owl will age a little and will be slightly older than in real life, and uh, we'll see the comedian uh, played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan age from nineteen years old to his sixties throughout his life.
1: That'll be a that'll be a challenge for the actor. I hope he's
0: hope he's up to it. Actually, another fam- favorite uh, character actor of mine. This, to me, counts as almost the most significant, you know, no- uh, someone that you'll know the face of is uh, uh, actor Stephen McHattie will play Hollis Mason, the original Night Owl. Um, he was uh, made a big splash in uh, History of Violence a couple of years ago. Um, he was also in 300. He was the uh, senator in 300. Um, he's definitely a recognizable face. I actually remember him all the way back to being the villain on Beauty and the Beast. In the third <laughs> season. <laughs> Uh, not not the animated, the live-action TV series. <laughs> Snyder added that he talks to Dave Gibbons all the time, he's read the script, and he's into it.
1: Well, good. At least one of them is. Yeah, it's cool. It
2: looks like it's it's shaping up nicely. You know, I mean, it's still a long time off in the distance, but, I mean,
0: they haven't given us anything to really make us worry, you know? Um. Let's see. So, obviously, it's Comic-Con. There were a whole lot of comic stuff. <laughs> Would you guys want to talk about any of that?
1: Josh Whedon has been writing two series for Marvel. He's been writing uh, Astonishing X-Men and Runaways, and he's dropping both of those, which may mean that he's got another movie project lined up. That's what I would imagine. And uh, the replacement writers on both of those series didn't, didn't inspire confidence or make me happy at, at all. I'll, uh, I'll be dropping both of those books. So that will take me down to, I think, reading zero Marvel
0: titles. I think it's shaping up that way with you as the dc guy and jonathan as the marvel guy
1: yes yeah and you know i was I, I it's not even a conscious effort i don't seek out dc particularly but i've noticed that well like i got home from the comic store today and i was going through my books and every single one of the books that i bought today was a dc book it seems like the the usual thing for me. i don't know why it's not, i don't make an effort to avoid marvel per se yeah you're but. not a marvel hater right I don't know. I grew up with Marvel. I was I was a Marvel kid, just like just Edward, like Edward Norton. Norton.
0: Well, similar to that, uh, talking about uh, Joss Whedon, J. Michael Straczynski had a panel, and uh, he talked about that he is dropping a lot of his comics projects, uh, but mostly because of his comic projects, the one he's really excited about is Thor. Um, I guess he's on issue three of that uh, right now. I'm not sure. Has the first one of that come My out?
1: The first yet? one's come out. I think it hit uh, a couple weeks ago, if I remember right.
0: Yeah, he's on issue three. He's continuing that. But after, beyond that, he's, he's not doing a lot of comics projects right now.
1: Yeah,
2: I haven't uh, seen much Marvel news myself. I was more looking for the movies and geez, it's been forever since I've been in the comic book store, so I got to I got to head on over.
0: So, uh actually backing up to something we said we were going to cover from the opening segment was um the the uh Green Hornet film and uh, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen appeared on Saturday uh as part of a panel of uh, films. <laughs> uh he he was there for the Comedy Superbad. And uh, when asked about Green Hornet, he did say that he has actually just finished a film called Pineapple Express, which uh, hasn't, isn't coming out yet. But it was kind of an action film. It's kind of an action comedy. And it was seeing that film that the studios, uh, that's actually what gave them the idea to think that he could do this film and do it and be capable of doing an action film. And, and uh, he said that it, it is not going to be a comedy. It will be a, an action film.
1: Serious action film, interesting. He didn't
0: use the word serious, but he did say it will be an action film and not a comedy.
1: Yeah, so he's. I mean, I imagine that he's thinking something more along the lines of of Rush Hour than than something that's clearly a comedy. You know, it'll be a. a I, I think of them as comedy action movies. You know, things like Rush Hour or Shanghai Noon that are that are. There's a, there's a pretty basic action plot at the core of it, and there's real jeopardy for the characters, but all the interactions between the characters are played for laughs. I'm just not sure how you could do the Green Hornet any other way, really. I don't think audiences would accept it as a, a serious concept without changing it so much that it wouldn't be the Green Hornet anymore.
0: Well, the Green Hornet actually was pretty gritty. Yeah,
1: I mean, it was at the time. I, just, I, can't, see it. I can't see audiences accepting it now as being a, a gritty, serious Batman, Spider-Man type.
0: Well, the thing is, do we do we need that? You know, do, yeah, exactly. With, I would with rather there's as much of those coming out there. I mean, I, I actually wouldn't be terribly, you know, hateful at, at an actual good comedic superhero film. I mean, yeah, we've been yeah, having that's so many I'm bad saying. ones
1: lately, right? That's what I kind of like to see is something lighter, something a bit lighter and, and more uh, entertaining, rather than so dark and and deep and serious. I don't want after Spider Man three. I do not need to see any superheroes cry for a long time.
0: I don't need to see them dance for a while.
1: Yeah, that too.
2: Yeah, hopefully Green Hornet won't go all emo on us there, exactly.
1: I think I'm hoping that that's kind of the direction that they'll go with with uh, Shazam as well. There's something a little bit lighter. And, uh, you know, it sounds like, like like you were saying, it sounds like they've got a sort of big type plot, which will be funny moments and serious moments, but definitely a lighter movie than than something like Spider-Man or Batman. So what other news from Comic-Con have we got We've been over everything.
0: was there anything else you guys had?,
3: um,
1: well, we covered all the stuff that I read, I think. Was there anything on Hellboy Two at the convention? Uh, they did a new
0: there's a new uh, release date for Hellboy Two. Um, it'll actually be coming out. It was supposed to come out in August and uh, now it'll be coming out in July. They moved it up by about six weeks, which is kind of nice to get it into more of the middle part of the summer. It's going to be such a packed
1: year next year. Yeah, I saw the teaser poster, but it doesn't really tell you anything about the Right,
0: and the, yeah, the teaser poster is a drawing.
1: Just another one of Mignon's drawings, right? Um, yeah, it's that's one that hasn't our... been get, getting much news, really. Nobody's really talking about Hellboy 2 that much, it seems like.
0: No, there's been there been news about it leading up to the shooting. Now that they're in shooting, there's, there's not a lot coming out of it.
1: Okay, well, uh, that will do it for our
0: discussion of Comic-Con. Uh, I'm sure we might have missed something, and I'm sure you guys will let us know. <laughs> There was a whole lot there. Um, I really didn't see much coming out of the Sunday panels, but uh, the reports of that may still not be fully out yet.
2: Feel free to uh, check out YouTube or uh, any of those other blogs and websites, and let us know what what we missed. What you want to get our opinions on?
0: Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, Stay subscribed, and if you have anything for us, email us at podcast at com, or call us and leave us voicemail at 303-800-HERO. That's 303-800-4376. Thank you, Jefferson and Jonathan. Thank you, Michael. And thank you, Michael. And thank you to our listeners for joining us once again. We hope you keep showing up for Superhero Cinema. We're saving the world one fan at a time. Back to the rambling. Back to the
2: rambling. (laughs) Back to the intelligent, thoughtful discussion.
1: A focused discussion.
2: Yes.